BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. are like stones, each specially shaped and molded to form a house called life. Is that sappy? Yes, I'm a sappy person and I cry a lot. Sue me! I'm living, baby! I don't want to spend my memories wasting away in my room. I want to be out in the world, meeting people and forming stories. So today, we're going to talk memories. The good, the bad, the ugly, and how they formed who we are today on this episode of The Brighter Side. Very nice. Thank you. Oh, how are you, Amber? How are you? I'm doing great. I'm planning on a trip to Germany at the end of the summer. Big news. Big news. Yeah, so I bought the flight ticket, which is cheaper than, get this, Ed. I can fly to Germany cheaper than flying to see my parents in Mississippi. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? I'm fucking so aggravating. (laughs) Airline travel inside the United States, they... It's criminal. Yes, it's like they don't want us visiting. Oh man, JetBlue, they can go screw a nice hot dog. Man, I, I like hot dogs. Oh, well, a little burned. Yeah, well, do you want to screw one? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my god! But I did see a video one time of this woman's vagina, and it was mm-hmm. like these guys, and like, come on, push it out, push it, come on, and she pushed out four hot dogs out four. of her fucking country pussy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Vienna's or full Nathan's? Full Nathan's. Damn. Good for her. Man, oh man, if I was named Nathan, I'd be Mr. Hot Dog. <laughs> the, um, but what was I saying though? The, I was, oh yeah, Jet Blue, man, these animals. I can't even, I can't even get started. Are they just nickel and diming you? Oh my God, Amber. I didn't pick my seat. And then when I went to check in, they're like, the only seats left are pay seats. Fuck them. Yeah, and so I had to spend an extra thirty five, $135. $135? If I wanted a middle seat, it was 118 Get the fuck out. That's like a hotel room. No, yeah, no. It was crazy what they made. So I my trip was an extra like two hundred and seventy dollars because of these animals. Jet blue. They oh, can go screw. My I really, I really hate them so much right now. That's the thing. And about- then my TV was broken. No. I'm flying across the country. You make me spend $135 and then the fucking TV's broken? No way. Oh, kill everybody. That's I mean, how I terrorism started. Yeah, yeah. But yes, it's it was you know, they, they, they arrest us for flipping out. 
No, 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 no. They're the ones committing crimes, yeah. getting away with it. These filthy airlines, these sons of bitches. I can't believe that. Yeah, the thing about traveling is one little thing goes wrong and it's boom. $200. I'm already in a bad mood. Yeah. I'm, I'm starting the day in a bad mood. Mm. You know, I'm leaving the house three hours before I even start traveling. Yeah. You know, it's it's unfair. It's unfair. But I'm going to Germany. I'm very excited. That'll it's, be great. It's a one way. One way. Yeah. No layovers. No straight from. Los Angeles to Berlin? Yeah. No, it's, I'm going to Frankfurt. Frankfurt? Yeah. I wouldn't even thought they would have a runway. Wow. I didn't either, but I was like doing some digging because Frankfurt's like the business capital. So I think see businessmen go there. Oh, okay. See, see How long are you going to use do the whole trip in Frankfurt? Are you no, bumping around? There for a couple days because I am I have to picture myself and what I'm going to feel like. If I'm flying across the world, I want to relax. Mm-hmm. I didn't book an Airbnb. I booked a straight up hotel, baby. Yeah. Because a thing with Airbnb, like, yeah, it can be cheaper, but also, like, sometimes it's not ready. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's no hot water. I'm not doing with any of that. I'm just going right to the hotel, yeah. going to rest and relax, stay there for two days. Nice. And then I'm going to bop around. Um, VRBO, I've found, is better than Airbnb. VRBO? Uh, these days, you know. And then, But I did use Airbnb when I went to Naples and Rome, mm-hmm. and it worked out. Yeah, I mean, like... A couple days in, like after I'm adjusted, sure, I'll do like a countryside Airbnb. But when I'm like just getting off the plane in a new country by myself, yeah, I want to know where everything is. Go straight to the hotel, let the concierge take care of you, yeah. that kind of deal. How's Absolutely. the hotel? It looks nice. It's in a nice area. I did the nice. whole Google Maps, you know. Search around with search restaurants around. where you're going to get your, your the worst of the, your bratwurst. Yeah. Mm. I'm so excited. I'm going to go visit castles and I'm going to go hiking. Eat pretzels. Eat pretzels. There's lots of mustard over there. That's right. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, so you, Frankfurt, are you going to go to Berlin? Or, yeah. Or how about Munich? Probably both. Wow. I'm still slowly planning it out, just kind of doing what I want to do. You oh, know? man. I went to, uh, I went to, I've been to Germany, but I was in at the Rammstein Air Force Base. Oh. Uh, when we were flying over doing USO shows, that was our layover. Du hast. Yes. I, oh my God. The craziest. I'm going to interrupt my own story. Okay. I was just in Florida last week. Uh huh. And me and Corey, my childhood best friend, uh, we went and saw uh, the new Evil Dead movie, fucking rock and roll, super scary, lots of blood, whole bunch of murder, cool throwbacks. Go see it if you're an Evil Dead fan. Don't go see it if you're even a tiny bit squeamish. <laughs> and, uh, but we were leaving the movie theater and then. Up pulls next to us this like middle aged woman in like a Mercedes Benz. And then all of a sudden we just hear Duhost fucking start like, like, like come in. Duhost. And like blasting. She had the windows rolled up. We heard it like in our car. Oh my God, she's me. And she was like singing it all sexy and shit. And it was like, and then she like peeled out. I was just like, Oh my God. That's me. We need to be friends with that woman. <laughs> so, Miss Connections, if that was you, yeah. uh, we need to be buddies. That was wild. God, good for her. So, Ramstein Air Force Base. Mm-hmm. Smoked a joint there. <gasps> yeah. That's illegal. Yeah, there's a lot Eddie's of Eddie's breaking yeah. the rules. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. Breaking yeah, the law. but they, uh, it was, I, I, so I basically didn't go to Germany because they like made it seem like America. There was even like this giant. American mall with like American stores in it mm. with Burger King and Taco Bell and mm. stuff to make the soldiers feel like I have a taste of home. Oh, okay. So that makes sense because the soldiers have a taste of home because yeah. some people, they like, 
God, it was an example. I'm jumping into a memory, but so I moved to New York City mm-hmm. and I go and apply for Applebee's because I was just working at Applebee's in Louisiana, okay. right? And I was like, oh, I can just get it transferred. Um, so it was between that or I got a job downtown in Soho at a place I didn't, I have never heard of. Yeah. And I turned down the Applebee's spot because he said, when people come here, they want to have a taste of home. And I was like, but you're in New York City. Yeah, no, no one should go to Applebee's in New York City. What are you doing? So I was just like, okay, thank you very much. And I took the Soho job and that's when I met like a lot of drug addicts. (laughs) I mean- Let's be fair. There's drug addicts at Apple. Dr- yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Just worse drugs. Worse drugs. Yeah, yeah, they're not as pure. No, but I made enough money to take all the imp- uh, improv classes at UCB. Nice. So that's how I like, started my whole career. There you go. Yeah. There you go. All right. Um, I'll give that a five. Oh, so I drink five sips? Yeah, okay. and then we'll explain to people what we're doing. I forget that like- We have to count in our heads, I guess. Right. And also- that's totally fine. Yeah, so what we're doing here is a little thing called the reminiscing game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was something invented by a buddy of mine called The Rebel in college. And it was like our senior year of college or his senior year. I was just the fifth year I was in Tallahassee. Oh. And um, he, we called it the reminiscing game. And we just talked about fond memories we have or memories in general. And then we rate it between one and ten, and then we would drink uh, that many seconds for the memory. I love it. So that's what we're going to be doing today on the brighter side. We're going to play the reminiscing game. I love it. And for the maybe like the the air that's dead when Mm -hmm. we're drinking, could we get like music in there? Yeah, we'll do some kind of maybe polka music. Yes, I love polka music. I think I just saw the Weird Al movie, and oh my god, what a phenomenal film! Good for him. Have you seen it? No, it's his fake biopic. Yeah, it looks hilarious. It's so funny. Um, but before we get started, I want to let everyone know that on May 19th, that's a Friday, Amber and I are doing the Brighter Side Live over at the Pack Theater, 9 p.m. Come on out, get some tickets. Emily Fleming's going to be on the show. It's going to be a hoot and a half. I can't wait for you all to come out. And these shows have really become great. I love them. Yeah. And the, the Pack Theater is just a great little spot. And I love the new the new venue. And it's uh, you, I, I feel like you got you to make it out. That's right. We're just cutting loose and having fun. Okay, yeah. Ed, so tell me a story about your travels. Well, so I just want to kind of like let everyone know like what I was doing this past week because we had our we had our spring break. Uh-huh. We also had our 400th episode. Yes. That was fucking cool. It was actually our 401st episode, but we, 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 we don't know. Who cares? No one, knows. No one cares. <laughs> Who gives a shit? But the, uh, but yeah, no, uh, so I was down in Florida. We, we, I did six shows in, uh, in four days down there and it was a blast. Uh, my Florida set is on point. Oh yeah. Oh, tell I, me a Florida joke, Ed. Florida joke. Um, let me think here. Which one's quick and easy and doesn't need much setup? Um, oh yeah, here you go. You know how Florida, you know, I, I'm a, you know, I, I'm a Florida guy. Yeah. You know, I'm a Florida man and I'm a proud Florida man. You know how fucking Florida I am? Hmm. I got arrested for smoking weed at a Jimmy Buffett concert. And then the very next night I work security at a Jimmy Buffett concert. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Facts. Yeah, those are facts. Uh, it's interesting how many things that I say that are just facts and people laugh. Your uh, life is funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would give that story a five also. All right, five. All right. I also got fired for working security for singing along to the songs. What? I know. You can't have too much fun as security. No, they wanted me to be a mean brute. And I was just stupid. And I was front 
row center, like blocking Jimmy. Like, and like no one was getting through me. I would have died for Jimmy Buffett that night, you know? So the jokes on them. Jokes on them. <laughs> What's a weird so, concert I saw? Oh, I was downtown. I saw Tom Petty's daughter take her clothes off and dance around with these like men in black cloaks and they were doing like a, How do you know it was his daughter? They kept, kept people kept being like, That's Tom Petty's daughter. That's Tom Petty's daughter. Was it really though? You yeah, know, it know? was. How did my, there's no way to know. Though. It was I don't know. I'm just gonna trust the science. The trust the science. <laughs> and then there was just these men in black robes like home and we all had to like clap and like sing at certain times. It was like a ceremony, like a satanic ceremony. Where was this? This was downtown New York. Downtown New York. In like Chinatown area. Well, I don't want to. See, I don't want to picture Tom Petty's daughter naked. Okay, like, so I that's... feel dirty, so I'm gonna have to <laughs> she... give that a one. A one. Yeah, I don't like hearing stories about. She was hot though. Perky. Of course, breasts. she's hot. She's Tom Petty's daughter. Yeah. Yeah. And he only imagine the woman that was on the other side of that. Yeah, she had to be a babe. Tom Petty turned down Stevie Nicks. What? Yes, she was in love with him, and he he totally shot her down. She's gorgeous. She's not only gorgeous; she's one of the greatest voices of all time. Why, Tom Petty? I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe it was all like the lace. Uh, who knows? You know. <laughs> maybe you didn't want a song written about him. Oh, they wrote one together. What was the Tom Petty song that they did together? Ryan, do you remember? What was that one? It was very popular. We're on drugs and we're having fun. <laughs> it's the 1970s. It's the 1970s and we're on drugs. Oh, it would have been the it would have been in the 90s or 80s. Okay, okay. Yeah, because that was uh Tom Petty didn't get big until the the early 80s. He had right. like one album in the 70s. That was the one with American Girl on it. I, right, man, I right, love right. fucking Petty. I've seen him four times. Those are great. I'll give you, you know. Or, 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 I've never seen him, but I've seen his daughter. I Nick don't believe it. <laughs> I will. I won't let it be. be so her memory be. His memory be besmirched by his daughter dancing at a black cloak concert. <laughs> uh, stop, dragging my stop dragging my heart around. Oh, that's a stop. This is probably about the real relationship. Oh, <sighs> uh, and then um, all right. So anyway, so I'm in. I'm in Florida. Mm-hmm. I'm doing these jokes. Doing these jokes. Having a great time. And, uh, and then I decided, uh, it's some of my old friends, we, they, I started, I called one of them and I was like, Hey, why don't you come down to South Florida for while I'm in town? And she's like, great. And she's like, yes. Yeah. So then we get this Airbnb. And then I hit up my other friend who was my old college roommate. And I'm like, you come. And then next thing you know, this thing snowballs and I've like full on created a high school reunion with wow. like just the people I want to hang out with. Well, you're super popular. So they came, but not had like 50 people at this. Whoa. Thing. It was why we rented the old uh, pavilion and that we used to sneak in in the middle of the night and do acid in. Uh-huh. And that was amazing. That was so, that had so many memories in that little spot. And it's at the inlet, right where the intercoastal meets the ocean. Gorgeous place. It is just such a wonderful, wonderful place. The water was so warm. Everyone came. They brought their kids. It was such a beautiful thing. So it's not acid anymore. It's children. Yeah, no, 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 no. I did eat mushrooms in the evening later that evening. But yeah, but there was like, I had people, other people flying from LA. I had people flying from Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Texas, uh, you know, upstate Florida. It was just like- and it's only the people you wanted. So like Stinky Pete, he didn't, he wasn't invited. You know what it is though? Yes. There's definitely a couple of Stinky Pete's that weren't invited. Yeah. Uh, but I will say like after, you always forget somebody, you know, you always forget, you know, when you, you're like hanging out, you're like, oh, 
suck. I just say, you know, and so if, if you listen to this and I forgot you, it's because I'm sorry and I'm an idiot. But you might be stinky and Ed maybe doesn't like you. Yes, there is a chance of that as well. But, you know, we keep it positive here on the brighter <laughs> side. The um, and, and so we did that and it was so beautiful. And then I'm just hanging out on Deerfield Beach. We mm-hmm. rented this VRBO. And it was three bedrooms. We had one of our buddies sleeping on the couch. And so we were crashing in there hard. And I was up to like three in the morning every oh. day because I'm doing shows till like one. Yeah. And I get home and I'm excited and I make people hang out with me. And then I wake up early and go to the beach all day. It was just so much fun. Um, and we were like two blocks from the beach. I could literally walk with no shoes all the way down to the beach. Uh, Flanagan's, eating a whale rib. I went wow. to Island Water Sports. I was like, I was living my best 13-year-old life really? all over again. Do you think you'll retire in Florida? Like go back when you're like 70? You know, I used to always think I wouldn't. But the last like three times I've been to Florida, I've had such a nice time. It's fun. I went to Tampa. I had a great time in Tampa. Yeah. You know what it is? It's just like, and everyone always says it's the, you know, there's a lot of people in Florida that like, you know, they're aggressive. They're, you know, very rude, you know, and there is that that does exist down there. I will say everyone seems to be pretty angry down there, but. I'm so good at avoiding shitheads. I feel like I'd be fine. You know? You'd be fine. Yes. Because, you know, there's plenty of shitheads in Los Angeles. I avoid the fuck out of them. I only see my friends. That's right. Yeah. You know, so it's, uh, I think I'd be fine if I moved back down to Florida. It's not happening anytime soon. No. But, you know, I was hanging with friends. I think you'd love it. I got my godchildren. It yeah. was so nice hanging with them. They were, they wanted, they, their their little league games were going good. They're they're going to be in the finals next this week. Good for them. I'm very excited. BP added more than seventy billion dollars to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I give that story a four. Okay, well, that's not the story. I'm just telling you about it. Okay. I appreciate that. Here's the story. Okay. There's a new train down there. Uh, it's called the Brightline. It's the only like speed train in Florida. I love this fucking thing. The last two times I've been down there, I rode it like six times. Uh, it's so much fun. But like the thing is, it just like straight up keeps hitting drunk people. <laughs> like and it's just like because it's Florida and everyone's so irresponsible. Yeah. And so I'm showing up. I got a show at at uh, at 7 p.m. in West Palm Beach. I'm at Boca Raton. I show up to the bright line. I'm about to get on it, and there's this like Ukrainian woman, uh, the beautiful Ukrainian woman, just sitting there. She's working for the bright line. And then I walk in. And she's like, "You going to West Palm Beach?" And I was like, "No, no, I'm not. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm going there." And she's like, "She's like, your your train was canceled." And I was like, "What?" And she's like, "And she just like, yeah, there was a man sitting cross-legged on the tracks waiting for the train. It's a real mess. I think you can get on the six ten. Oh my god! Yeah, and I was just like, whoa! Just blood and guts everywhere. Yeah, apparently I wasn't. This happened like like a couple towns away. Yeah, it was the train that was coming to me, and then it fucking it just annihilated someone. And then I started talking to other people about it, and apparently. This has killed like 80 people. What? Yeah, no, it just keeps killing people. You know what? 
This might be controversial, but if you choose to die from a train and you're holding people up and you know you're going to hold up hundreds of people that have to get to work, shows, business, mm-hmm. family, you're an asshole. Yeah, that's I think you're a big be, asshole. That was the opinion of the lady who worked for the Bright Line. I'll yeah. tell you that much. She was like very ruthless and cold. I mean, I understand that you know, being Ukrainian and all that, you know, <laughs> you have the taste of blood in your mouth you're, at all times. Yeah. But the uh but yeah, she was like she was it she was like she's like, I love life. I don't know why this man decides to ruin everybody's day. Yeah. I don't know why this, he gives the Bright Line a bad name. It's such a good train. And he sits in front of it. And it's going to be in the news tomorrow. Bright Line kills another man. It's his fault. He chose to do it. It started like going She's right. Off. She's right. And I was like, oh my God, this is great. She's like, but she's like, 610, is that too late for you? And I was like, I was like, yeah, I'll probably just call an Uber. And then she called an Uber for me on behalf of the Bright Line. Wow. Yeah, and the Bright Line paid for my Uber to the comedy show. Wow. I had, to, I had to ride with another guy, but it was it was it was great. You know that's good. Yeah, that's a good train operator right there, just to help people out, get them on the go. Yeah, I mean, also I don't want to see blood and guts. No. What if I just want to go to Publix and get a sub? Yeah, you got to fucking you got to you got to you got to spray that train down. I mean, how imagine yeah. how long that took. I'm just, guessing that person in their life because they didn't have any friends, and they didn't have any friends because they're the kind of person that would end it on a train track. I guess so. I I uh, personally feel bad for them. Uh, of the. <laughs> Right. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's and fine. if you're feeling suicidal, yes. like don't, you know, I'm, I don't, I'm not condoning it. It's yes. just in front of a train. In front of a train. I, you know, I, you know, I, I hate to be so insensitive, but you know, do it at home. Yeah. Uh, the, but the, so, and then, you know, I, but I, I was joking around about it on stage. I was just like, I was like, I was like, I think the bright line is DeSantis's answer to the homeless pop problem in Florida. That's funny. Let's just run this train as fast as possible <laughs> all the way up to fucking. <laughs> <laughs> That's and things like one. a serial killer that no one's willing to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Did the audience laugh? Oh yeah. They loved it. And there's another train that's uh, called the tri-rail. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know, you gotta be slow as fuck to get hit by the tri-rail. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, that's funny. Because <laughs> it's a slow ass train. It takes longer than it drives. Damn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, speaking of trains, so, I'll tell Brightline, what do mm-hmm. we rate my Brightline story? Um, I would give it a, a four. You give it a four? Yeah. I, I guess someone four. had to die. All right. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Welcome. All right. So, speaking of trains, mm-hmm. I was in, my family was in Sedona. My brother works there. Okay. And I took the train in to, because like Flagstaff in California, there's an Amtrak, Mm -hmm. but Flagstaff's about a 45 minute drive from Sedona, right? So I'm like partying in Sedona with my family. They all have to leave and do other things somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And I'm left alone. And I have to like, because I I read that there's a train that goes from Sedona to Flagstaff. I read it on Google. And then I said that there's a little map there and there's a train schedule, right? Yeah. So I show up to where the train's going to be. And then there was like a little sign that said Amtrak. And then I was like, what is this? And there was, it was like on the highway. And they were like, oh, yeah, there isn't really a train here. And I was like, what the fuck? And they just kind of laughed and like, yeah, it's not really a thing. And I was like, but it's on Google. And they're like, I don't know. And I'm just kind of stranded. I'm alone. Wow. I'm alone in a place. I don't know where it is. And I've got to get 45 minute drive up a mountain. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I'm going to do it. There's no Ubers. There's no cell phone service because parts of Arizona are just so out there. There's no service. And I'm just wandering around. And I don't know where I'm going to go. And I sit down at this bar and I start like talking to people. And then I go to another bar and I start talking to people. And I was like, I got to get to Flagstaff. I don't know how. And they're like, yeah, uh, we could just call Sedona Tom. Just call him up. He'll drive you. 
And they said, he's an older man. He's got like a beard. He kind of mm. looks like a hippie. And I was like, okay. So I call this random number. It's like Uber in the 70s or something. I don't know what this is. Okay. And I call this random number and this guy shows up and he's it's not- calls, It's a car service. It's a car service. Yeah. He's like a young gay guy. Okay, Like he's cool. not the older guy. He's a totally different guy than what they described. Mm. Um, and so I'm like, okay, I got to get up this mountain. So I just get in the car and then he uh, starts talking about Hare Krishna because he's a Hare Krishna. You- have so many weird Hare Krishna. I don't know it why. Just keep, it keeps following they you. They come to if me. If I find you shaved head with a robe on one day, I'm taking you from there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is, man. They come find me. So we get in the car and he's like, oh, I want to get some natural water. Do you want to come by like get some natural water, spring water? And I was like, sure. So we just pull off into this. It was already a desolate road. I got to say, this is a bad idea. But I, I did it. I went with it. I, uh... And then it was pulled off and we're just like drinking this water off this like way beaten path off the road. Like oh. no one could see me. I'm so scared right now. <laughs> There's no way I'm giving this a good rating. <laughs> <laughs> So I enjoy the you know fresh tap water. We get back in the car. I make it in time. Oh, wow. I make it to Flagstaff, and I have I sit. I have a little bit of time, so I I actually get a bottle of wine. And I drink it by the train tracks. Wow, yeah, very Van Morrison of you. Did you shoot any rats? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so great story, happy ending, love that. So like my first, you know, I want to give it an eight just on like how nice it was, but at the same time. I, I, you're a little reckless, uh, <laughs> you know, you taking a ride from a stranger and then letting the stranger bring you to a river up a mountain, uh, outside of the car. Also very scary. So I'm going to have to bump that eight down to a three. Okay. <laughs> but I live. You ding, live. Ding. Ding, 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 ding. Right, three high. <laughs> oh yeah. We may need to just rate some of these and not drink. I forget that I'm 40. <laughs> Oh, uh, the <laughs> um, next one. I wrote down a couple of stories that I definitely wanted to talk about. Good. And the first one was, I know I've loosely talked about it on the show. I don't think I've ever gotten the details, but the day I met you was like such a fun day. And it was like one of the first times I got booked on a gig that wasn't Murder Fist. And I was the only person from Murder Fist that was there. And it felt really cool. And then you were on this. We were shooting a pilot for Jonathan O'Donnell. Mm. and you were playing a character who was obsessed with knives and it was a comedy driving school. And like, we were all, we were students at the driving school. I remember. And Andy Haynes was our teacher and, Oh no, no, no. Mike DiStefano was our teacher. Yes. And he was fucking hilarious. And that was the last day we saw him alive. That was the last day anybody saw him alive. And he made a joke or he had a joke in the show about dying in the bathtub. He was in a bathtub holding a toaster saying that this is the last day he was going to be alive. Yes. It was one of the lines. And then he died that day. In and a bathtub. In the bath, he had a heart attack. He, I don't know if it was in a bathtub that he actually, I don't know where he died, but I know it was a heart attack that night. Wow. And, uh, and I was crazy because we all met him and hung out with him, and he was so sweet. I got his phone number. I was like, I'm like, I'm gonna befriend this guy because he was fucking hilarious. Yeah, he's funny. If you ever get a chance to look up the Mike DiStefano, uh, his stand-up. I mean, this was what probably 12, 13 years ago that this happened. At this point, yeah. And you ever see him do stand-up before that? Yeah, he's hilarious. That was the first time I'd never seen him do stand-up. But obviously, I looked at all, I looked up a bunch because he was on Last Comic Standing. He did really good on that. And his Conan O'Brien podcast was fucking unbelievable. And, you know, I feel, 
it's weird because it's very like mixed emotions. I feel extremely fortunate to have got to have met him, even though it was just for like a couple hours, you know, and, but he was so sweet. He just loved the other comedians. He was the only person I think that got paid. Uh, yeah. that was a part of the gig cause he, he demanded he get $50 and, uh, and, and it was, uh, it was the whole day was a delight. Yeah, it really was. I remember you sat behind me in the classroom mm-hmm. and then I had my like knives laid out on the table. Yeah. You were like stabbing in between your fingers and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We became fast friends. Yeah. 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 I was like, this girl's cool. I gotta be friends with her. <laughs> And, uh, and so, yeah, no, but it was, a, it was a great day and I thought, you know, and I met you and I met Mike and I was like, my life is different, you know, Yeah. we wake up in the morning and we just got that email from everyone that Mike had passed away that night and I'd never like had an experience like that. You know what? I would give it a 10 because that's when we met, mm-hmm. but I'm going to knock two off for Mike dying. <laughs> so we're going to give it an eight. Wow. we we'll give that story an eight. eight well, cause this podcast and everything we've done and murder, you know, you're involving a murder fist. Yeah. And, you know, our, you know, our entire friend group you from know? that moment, from that moment. That's an eight. That's Sorry, an Mike. Eight. <laughs> God damn son of a bitch. I've already finished a beer. This is a bad idea. <laughs> oh man. All right. What's your What's your next story? Let me see if like a oh like a famous person I met. Oh, I met um God. What's her name? The brown hair that was on Good Morning America. Katie something. Um, Hoda. No, Kathy Lee. Kathy Lee. You met Kathy Lee. Let me just look at her face real quick to Gifford. make sure. Sorry. Her and Hoda. Kathy Lee Gifford. Yes, Kathy Lee. Wait, no. Sorry. Good morning. Oh, fuck. I forget her name. Oh. It wasn't her? Short brown hair. She used to be a, in a pageant. I don't know. Was it Hoda? No, fuck. I'll think of her in a second. Okay. And I'll be like, oh my God. It's Maybe it's important to the story. I'm a bad, this is a bad starting off. That's fine. Maybe we'll cut that part out. I'm so sorry. All right. So, all right. So you want to cut that story? Oh, no. Um, I'll we'll think of her name in a second. But okay. she's like a, a America's darling and big, big eyes, you know, brown hair, short hair. Mm-hmm. And so she came to my restaurant in that Soho place. Right. And then I got her so rip roaring drunk. And she kept it sounds being, like Kathy Lee. She kept being like, she's like, what should I have for dessert? And I was like, oh, you should get a, um, more tequila shots. And then she's like, uh doing stuff in my hand and she's like oh this is uh helen keller it's my helen keller impression and she kept doing her helen keller impression <laughs> on me <laughs> yeah so was it regis and kathy lee was it that was it regis's co-host i don't know thin-lipped mm-hmm. white woman thin-lipped white woman i mean i'm standing by kathy lee here let's see <laughs> Katie Couric. It was Katie Couric. That's it. It was Katie Couric. Thank wow. you. Wow. Ryan's all over the research today. Yes. It was. So, I got her rip roaring drunk. You and got then Katie Couric hammered. Yeah. And then she kept great. doing her uh, Helen Keller impression to me. Oh, I love <laughs> the Katie Couric doing her Helen Pre- Keller impression. All right. I'll give, that a, I'll give that a five or a six. What do you say? Let's go five. Let's go five. Okay, okay. All right. Here we go. Polka. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Yeah, all right. Um, I guess I should go with celebrity that I served. Um, let me see. Oh, here's a good one. You know Digital Underground? Yeah. The Humpty Dance yes. is your chance to do the hump. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Do me, baby. Yeah. Do the Humpty Hump. All right, so uh, I was working at B-Dubs in Tallahassee, Buffalo Wild Wings, and it was 25-cent wing night, and it gets wild there, 25-cent yeah. wing night. And Digital Underground was in town, and it's like 11, and their show's over. They were at Floyd's, I think. And then they take the tour bus and roll right into the fucking B-Dubs parking lot. The place is going crazy. Um, but they don't, you know, they, he knows he's going to get mobbed if he comes inside. And so he orders about, like, I think 200 wings or something crazy Whoa. like that. Like, all different flavors. Can you get 25-cent wings to go? Yeah. Whoa, Ed, that's we were, unfair. We were busy as fuck. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you say it's unfair, but it's also, like, you know, more than fair. And right. uh, at the if you're looking at the other way, but the uh, so I'm uh, I make the wings, I make them perfect for you know it's Humpty. I fucking love this guy. Excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm gonna there's gonna be some side burps today, <laughs> and um, the and so I make them as wings, and they're perfect in every way. Not too much, you know, they have a good amount of sauce, but not too much. Some sauce on the side if he needs it. Extra celery, extra blue cheese, yeah. all this shit. Humpty loves it. He goes crazy. He thinks it's the fucking coolest. He thinks it's the best wings he ever had his whole life. He tells his boy on the bus, he's like, go bring me the cook. And he's like, I want to meet the cook. And so they, and so he comes back to the front and then they grab me and they bring me on the they bring me on the bus. They're smoking like he's he's smoking this big ass blunt and shit. And he's like, Hey baby, how you doing, baby? You know, like all this stuff. With the it, nose and everything. Yeah, he had the nose on, he had the nose and he was just like, It was the best wings I ever had, baby. He's like, hit this blunt, you know, all this stuff. And he's saying he gives me the blunt and stuff like that. And I had it was, it was unbelievable. And then he would take off his fake nose and he would act like a normal person. What? Yeah, and he would just be like, "Hi, how you doing?" Like it's just like, and then he'd put the nose back on. He'd be like, "Hey, it's Humpty, baby. What's going on with you?" And then so it was fucking. It was the craziest experience. I got high on. I came back like we're so busy. I came back stoned as fuck and like had to finish the night out. But everyone was so jealous that I got to go on the bus. But you know, I was in charge that night, so yeah. I'm going on the I'm going on Digital Underground's bus. Yeah. So, so that was that's my uh, my my interesting. A famous person story. Wow. Meeting, meeting Humpty. R.I.P. By the way, he's not with us anymore. You know what? That story. I'm going to give it a ten. Whoa! That's a great story, Ed, oh. because you made people happy and you made the right people happy because uh, he's cool as fuck. He was definitely cool, motherfucker. Oh boy. I almost wish the story was worse. Oh boy, Ryan, are you judging us right now? <laughs> All right, um, what's your next story? I smoked DMT with a bunch of strangers. I didn't know what that Zero. was. Zero. All right. <laughs> Here we go. 
Zero. <laughs> I went into the middle of the Mexican desert to buy weed covered in cocaine. Right. Yes. 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 And you thought they were going to kill you the whole time. I thought time. they were going to kill me. Yeah. So that's an, that's an equal. I feel like that's an equal zero. Equal zero. People have heard that story before, so that's the quick version. I've smoked meth on a date. Really? On a, on a date? I didn't. Yeah. I I smoked it with him, and I was you like, didn't bring it. No, he brought it. Okay. And he was back at my house, and I told him to leave and never contact me again because the was meth this, was so good. Oh, because the meth was good. Yeah. So you, is that the only time you've done meth? Yeah. Wow. Congratulations on only doing it once. Thank you. Uh, I have done it uh, never. I saw someone came to my house and smoked meth in my house in college, and I kicked him out and told him uh, he, he was never allowed to come back with meth again. Yep. And I saw him this weekend. We had a nice time. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm going to give your, you know what? My first instinct is to give it a zero because you did meth on a date. But I, you showed responsibility in the end and care for yourself yeah. by never doing it again and kicking them out of your house and never seeing that person again. So I'm going to raise it to a five. All right. Ah. Uh. If this for some reason is uh, triggering you to want to drink, uh, just know that we're um, having a Hawaiian punch. That's right. Um, <laughs> all right. Um, next up, I got the Murderfist 10-year reunion oh. or the 10-year anniversary show where on, I want to take it off Murderfist and I want to put it in the front room. We had Marcus Parks doing um, – he did his – he was uh, – the. What was his the soil child from the cowman where he wore the crazy makeup and he like drew a skull on his face? Oh, I think I threw a beer can at Holden's face. I don't know because they were doing a cowman show and I finished not my there. beer. Not, oh, not okay. at this. I like threw it at his face. I'm sure you did. Yep. You know there was those were those cowman shows got wild. On yeah. Purpose. We did. They would play some fucking dusty ass joints. Yeah. But we had so we we wanted to make sure that it was like a carnival type of thing. So we had Marcus doing face painting, but he was only giving people the soil child. I think two pretty girls got it. It was very funny. I remember a girl sat down and they were like, so what face paintings do you do? And he just pointed at his own face and then she was like, okay. <laughs> and then we had Micah Sherman doing Guess Your Weight and we brought in a scale and he was doing breast, Guess Your Weight. And then you, yeah, this is what I wanted to bring up. You were our uh, caricature person and your caricatures were all, uh, you asked people like, what's your worst nightmare? Yeah. And then you would just draw their worst nightmare. And it was the funniest group. And then you made us a bunch of money. And uh, the that was, a, that was, I think they were like $10 each or something like that. Yeah, people lined up. Yeah, and it was great, and it was so. Each one of them was funnier than the next, and they. All, I remember one had a big dopey dick on it, like going in someone's mouth, and it was like, <laughs> it was. They were so funny, and uh, it really. Uh, I, I never. I think because that was that was went so well, we we asked you to be a murder fist after that. Oh yeah. Yeah, because you, you were so funny doing that, and it was and it was such a great time. That's great. I always wanted to be in murder fist and round table. I always want and like. I tried to align myself so everybody mm -hmm. so much and like be around and be, like try to get on and just ask like can I get in can I get on can I yeah. show up you were on round table a lot I was because I would ask you're I'd be probably like, can more I get than in there? anyone and plus whenever Jackie was out you you would always fill it it was either you or MJ would fill in that's right yeah well that was at the Dusty Creek time so mm -hmm. you could just literally open the door and point and you get like. Michelle Wolf, Michael Che. Oh, I mean, it was ridiculous. They're just hanging out. Just like, hanging out. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, come on in. You know, it's yeah. like almost like I remember when we got Michelle Wolf on, I was like, do we really want her on the show? You know, like, and now, like, in retrospect, we're like, what the fuck was wrong with me to ever think like that? Yeah. But, um, yeah, Roundtable was wonderful. But 
So this is a memory of you. I'm mm-hmm. going to ask you to rate yourself right now. You I'm going to give it a 10. Give it a 10. I'm going to give it a 10. All right. Oh, God. We should have that this. How do you not burp as much as me? Is it just my rotten guts or like? I think I take like big, deep breaths. Is that what it is? I don't know. Do you burp? In private, in like, private, like a girl. Because I don't think I've ever seen you burp. No, I don't burp and I don't fart. I keep that in. I hold it in. But you do eventually, right? Privately, I look around. I look to my left and to my right and behind me, and then I let it rip. You take it. You take it off. To man, I was like, I remember I was trying. I was on a flight and I had a bunch of beers and like some crazy dinner right before I got on the flight, and so I was real gassy. <laughs> and I was like, I, you know, but I have the respect not to burp and fart like on the, you know, in the. In Gen Pop. Oh, did you just burp? A little bit. Oh, that's a little burp. Good <laughs> oh, for you. my God. Oh, but yeah, so like I did, was doing my best not to burp and fart, and you know, in, in on the plane. And so I'd go into the bathroom. This is where I love an aisle seat. And I remember I went in the bathroom and I let out, I don't know, probably my 20th, 20th biggest fart of my life. Yeah. It was a real loud honker, you know, and I literally I heard giggling outside the bathroom Aww. after I did it. <laughs> Oh, no. I definitely went into the bathroom at this very small theater and then just took the biggest, loudest shit of my life, stinkiest boo. Uh Uh-huh. And then Emily, not Fleming, Emily, the other- Heller? Heller, who's like a a writer. She's like like very famous. Yes. And she had to come in right after me, and I was like, I'm so sorry. Was this at the creek? This was at like- not the creek, but another creaky kind of place. Like yeah. a real, it was more rundown, I'd say. But um, I felt so bad. She had to smell my shit, Ed. Yeah, you know, I mean, you got to go to the bathroom. It's a bathroom. It's a bathroom. Man, I, I, it was recently. I, th- I was actually in Florida. Not this trip, but the trip before. I was standing at a urinal. This has happened to me before because you know when I go to the urinal, when I go to the bathroom, I fart because yeah. I'm in there. That's what we're doing in there. And I let out a big fart. And the guy next to me was like, really? Like that? And I was just like, where do you want me to fucking do it? <laughs> you know? And it's just like. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> like, I'm in the room. Fuck him. This is he, the fart room. Does he hold his penis with his pinky up? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck him. All right. Um, who's turn- it's your turn to tell a story. Stop. Even though we told several stories in between, but <laughs> uh, what do you got? Go. What else is that? What else? What else? Oh God, I, um, I should have written them down. Like no, you. it's okay. I got another one real quick. All I right, do it. Um, seeing Purge Three and Exorcist with you in the theater. Oh, just screaming! You, I was. I remember when I first saw Purge. When I saw Purge Three with you, I was like, all right, let's go to the movies. You know, like we were we were friends, but we weren't like hang out, hang out friends. Yet. Yeah. And we went and saw Purge Three, and you were just screaming at the theater <laughs> at first. I was like, oh my, what what happened? What, you know, what are we gonna do here? Amber's screaming, and then it was just uh, then you were just killing, and then you know, and, so, and everyone was loving it. Yeah, it was it was such a because it's the perfect movie to scream at. Yeah, what are we gonna like put in our opera glasses? Yeah, yeah. Get ready for the Purge three. <laughs> it's a dumbass film. But I had such a great time at the movies with you that night, and then in in town we went and saw The Exorcist. Yeah, uh, a couple of years ago, and we were screaming at that. Not like screaming, screaming, but you know, it's a well time. Your mother sucks cocks in hell. That's a hilarious line. Great line. Great. Yeah. Line. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who would? I mean, who would have thought that Genius. it wasn't a comedy? <laughs> <laughs> True. So uh, I'd say the screaming at the movies with Amber. What do you? What, what do you give that? Oh, I give that like a four. Like a four. Let's rock. Four. Right. Four it is. Ah, uh, yeah. 
I didn't know Coors made Hawaiian Punch. This is so good. That's right. <laughs> Hawaiian Punch. It also goes when you open it up. Man, I used to make my mom, like, my mom had a Costco membership, and I was addicted to Hawaiian Punch. Mm-hmm. Now I get, she would buy, like, a case of 24 for me. I seriously would drink it in, like, three days. Really? I would just pound them and pound so them. So you're a Coors guy now instead of a Bud Light guy, Budweiser guy. Um, or is it the same thing? It's the same. I brought these from home. I would much rather, Budweiser's my favorite. You know, that's okay. just my favorite beer. But um, I just have these Coors. I like the original Coors. I don't like Coors Light. Right. But uh, Corey, the banquet is, uh, I'm fine with Is what's that. up. All right. So mom story. We Ooh. were shopping and uh, I think I was shopping for a bathing suit or something. And, you know, she'd make you come out mm-hmm. uh, to out of the dressing room to model. And then she would say, Amber, your vagina hairs are showing. <laughs> How old were you? I was like preteen. Really? She would just kind of scream it. Oh my God. Were there, were you old enough where there were vagina hairs? I don't know. But to this day, I can't, like, I'm, I, I can't wear bathing suits. I feel like I'm falling out of my no. vagina hairs and I'm not. Yeah. I mean, I imagine that's got to be tough. I feel bad for ladies having to wear stuff that, like, goes all the way up into them. You know, it's like, yeah. I get to wear these shorts down on my knee. You know, like, it's, yeah. it's so, it is, it is incredibly unfair. Uh, so that's I'll, right. I'll give that story a, uh, a one, because it's psychologically damaged you. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> uh, here's a mom's story for me. Um, first grade, Sister Kathleen, uh, a nun that, you know, hated boys. And oh. She gave me detention for uh, talking in the bathroom. She gave me detention for sneezing. Look at you get in trouble for talking and farting in the bathroom, Ed. Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? Wow. And then I kept getting detentions for literally nothing in first grade all the time. And I'm, you know, because also, like, I get detention. I got to stay late. You know, my, it fucks up my mom's day, you know, mm-hmm. and she's looking at these detentions. And it's like, so she comes in one day and takes me out of detention. And then I saw her, like, yell at my nun teacher and saying that, saying, accuse her of being a lesbian. Yeah, she's about to say she sounds like a hot fucking lesbian. And it's just like, it's like you seem to like the little girls a lot more than the little boys. It just started going off on her and stuff like that. Good for mom. Yeah, my mom always stuck up for me when it came to getting in trouble at school. It was a, it was a very, it was a great quality. Because you're a good son. That's why. And you know what? I want to give that story a 10, but I don't want you, uh, you know, I don't. I don't want to cause heart problems on too much drinking. Okay, let's give it a six. Let's give it a six. Look, I am. <laughs> oh, what a chaotic time we're having! In pe- it's it's very peaceful, but it's also just going after it. What? What now? Yeah, right now this episode just the you know, it's so much the drinking and the. It is a lot. I it hope a it's lot. a good one. It is, you know. I, I think I know. lots of you know lots of rapid fire stories. I feel like people got to enjoy that. I know. I, I you know, I I was thinking of another story about my mom, but it's another bat. Like it doesn't put her in a good light. Mm-hmm. Even though I do think she's a good parent, like she tried her hardest to raise me. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, let's hold off on that for two seconds. Okay. I want to give you a compliment. Okay. Nothing to do with stories. You did a wonderful job with the 400th episode, putting together. Amber took care of the whole thing. Oh. I, didn't, I, didn't have, I didn't have a hand in it at all. Well, you were so busy. I was very busy, but you did a wonderful job. It turned out great. I love the, I remember, I remember the story about John and his dad with the bank robbing. And yeah. Stuff like that. That's a crazy story. And so uh, thank you so much for handling that. 
and doing a wonderful job. And, you're welcome, And Ed. being my partner for 400 episodes. Oh, you're welcome, Ed. You're, you're a phenomenal partner. Yeah. Oh, thank you. All right. Back to your, your mom's story. My mom. Uh, so I was like in my, we just moved to Tennessee and I was like in um, the house kind of playing around. I couldn't make any friends. And I think I was playing sword fighting by myself and mm-hmm. she saw that and she came in and she's like, get in the car. We're going to go grocery shopping. And I'm wearing pajamas. Mm-hmm. And uh, I noticed that we're not going by the grocery store. They were actually going by my school. And there was a dance. There was a homecoming dance. And she made me get out. And you weren't dressed for it? No, I was in my PJs. She made me get out and go to it. And there was a girl that was always my biggest bully. She called me an ugly bitch every day. Wow. Glued my hair, threw cockroaches at me. Whoa. Uh, and um, she, I know, she saw me. She saw me get out. Mm-hmm. And uh, smile had a grin on her face, ear to ear. She couldn't believe her lucky day that yeah. she had. You know, her her victim was dressed like ready for bed at a school dance and crying. I was playing. Please don't let me do this. Please, like screaming and crying. Don't let me. And she like mm-hmm. opened the door and like get get out. But I make friends. And I make friends with all the weird little kids. Yes, those are the much better friends. Yeah, the goth kids. There was yeah. a guy that said that he could. Um, he can read auras mm-hmm. and that he can go, uh, stand against the wall and disappear into the wall and you'll never see him. Did it? Was that true? No. <laughs> no, we would just be like, oh, where'd he go? Where'd he go? And then he'd be like, see? And he'd be like, I'm dabbling. I'm dabbling in magic. <laughs> I'm dabbling in magic. And then there was a gay boy that loved... Um, uh, Powerpuff Girls. I love Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. Oh no, no. Uh, Sailor Moon. He loves Sailor Moon. Did it, not a fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he would just talk about Sailor Moon, and I'd never seen the show, but I was just happy to have somebody to talk to. Mm-hmm. So he'd be like, yeah, yeah. He'd show me all his Sailor Moon sketches. Sailor Moon would you know, also like sounds like a name of a gay porno. That's right. Mm-hmm. Where did Ed go? Whoa. <laughs> He's against the wall. Whoa. Where'd he go? <laughs> I can't believe it's working again. <laughs> you know, sometimes you got to be nice. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You definitely let people do it. Um, all right. So that was nice. Uh, that was a, it was a damaging memory, but it ended with, you know, I think it's a, it's a good, you know, I don't know if anyone in high school listens to the show. If they do, God bless them. But, um, but yeah, you, you know, sometimes you got to real you realize at some point in your life that the freaks are actually cooler than the, than the cool kids. Sometimes. You know, yeah. and like they're more interesting. That's for goddamn sure. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's not like any cool kids pretending to like, you know, hide in the wall and, you know, and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. and suck on people's noses you know whatever they do uh so because of the ending i'm gonna have to give this one a six all right Uh, let's see what else do i have here oh speaking of high school i got a high school memory okay um freshman football we had a horrible team it was like we only played six or seven games, and not only we didn't win any of them, but it's like the second to last game of the season, and we hadn't scored a touchdown yet, and it was a disgrace. It was awful. We we never won a game the whole season, but it was second to last game, and I remember we're like on the three yard line. We got one play left to score a touchdown. I'm like we don't even care about winning, you know. We're just like we got to score a touchdown, and I'm the center. That's mm-hmm. the guy who hikes the ball to the quarterback. And then we called timeout, and my coach came out because I was a big mean motherfucker back then. And my coach came out, and he uh, 
and he made he drew up a play on the sand, which wasn't much of a play. It was just called Follow Ed. And uh, he gave he gave the ball to the quarterback, and he just told him to like hold the ball as tight as he could with one arm and hold on to my jersey with the other. And we just like ran forward and scored a touchdown. It was the only touchdown we got all year. Hey, and that was really cool. And it, just, it sticks in my memory. It was almost, and we we went home and like on the bus ride home, we lost like. 35 to 7 or I think I don't even think we got the extra point yeah and, and then uh and then we and we were all cheering and screaming and having a good time on the way home you could you would have thought we beat them 35 to 7 <laughs> and it was such a fun time so uh th- that's my story I love it that's very positive and you were the leader and you took charge I'm gonna give it a five if I got a five all right boom high school story that book that so book music is really so good. <laughs> High school story. Uh, my mom wanted me to be in beta. Okay. So beta is like an extracurricular thing you can do that looks good on your resume for mm-hmm. college. Where you have, I was a master beta. There you go. <laughs> there you go. You have to like volunteer a lot of your time. You have to make a certain amount of grades. It just kind of like looks good. It's mm-hmm. and you kind of the nerds, yeah. right? The nerds. Um, so I decided I didn't want to do it. Um, I don't know why I was like I don't want to do this so I just lied and said that I'm in beta and uh, she was like okay so there's the beta trip coming up and you're gonna go and I was like holy fuck I you know I've been lying so she just drops me off it's at night it's at dead of night when the bus picks up all the kids Mm -hmm. and then she just dropped me off and drove away like didn't even see me on the bus yeah and I was like oh my god would I have to like spend the weekend in this parking lot (laughs) she's not gonna come back till Monday you know yeah but, um, Did she at least give you ten bucks? I think so. Yeah, yeah. They usually like throw me like ten or something. But um, I packed alcohol in my bag. What I did is I had a a bottle and I filled it with all this like different kind of alcohols and I put it in my pillowcase. Okay. And um, they just let me on the bus. Really? They just let my ass on the bus. I mean, it's better than leaving a child alone in the parking lot. What are you gonna do? There's They're no gonna cell get in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Yeah, but me and my friend Ricky, we drank on the back of that bus and then got. Hammered. I believe. I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> With your mixture of vodka and rum. Yeah. You just like take a little bit, and your parents won't notice. Yeah. And then we just yeah we go to the hotel, and I remember the there was like a school marm that was sitting outside making sure we couldn't visit each other and mm-hmm. in the other hotel rooms. And I think um I don't know I, th- I think I tried to sneak out when she was asleep. Who gives a shit? I was a Bad kid? No, you're rambunctious. Right. A bad kid like throws bricks through windows and beats other people up. Right. You had a good time. I had a that's, good time. That's the difference. I, I was a good time boy. I yeah. wasn't like I wasn't fighting anyone who didn't deserve it. You know, and so it's, I feel like that's you know that's that's the difference and between a bad kid and someone who just had you know a little too much fun. And right. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Thank you, Eddie. I was very rambunctious, and I yeah. think that's why my family because there's a couple members of my family that are very high profile that don't like it mm-hmm. when they're not in control and especially like with a loud kid around um and i don't think they like me very much like when i go home and visit people they get really kind of they're interested and i think they love me and they don't mm-hmm. want to harm on me but you can tell my mom was like i could feel the hate radiating off their bodies towards you and i was like yeah yeah i've always said that what <laughs> I always thought that they like can't stand me. Wow! I don't have a home, Ed. Well, yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. You're over here. That's right. In Los Angeles. Cheers. Look, I'm to I, to being rambunctious and getting away with shit. And I got a story just like yours. I'll tell right after this. All right. 
All right. Oh, um, that was three seconds. Okay, uh, the uh, so I had a very similar story. Um, I was reminded by because I went I, on this trip back. I went back to my high school and I like I, I broke in with one of my friends from high school. Who ironically was the person that I used to break out of high school with all the time. <laughs> and um, and we went and we were we drove through the bus loop, and I was remembered by senior year grad night. Okay, grad night in Florida is the night where. Disney World just lets all the high school kids come from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. and just like go crazy in Disney. And oh, so, really? Like yeah, a lock-in? Like a lock-in, and it was so much fun. And we and I was in charge of getting all the acid for everybody. Oh my god! And, uh, and so <laughs> I was thinking like a Christian lock-in. You no, got the no, acid? No, 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 it was just Disney World. You know, okay. so it was just like, and then we're all and we got a joy. It's like two hours away. And also, I'm in student council, so I'm also in charge of, like, organizing everyone on their right bus and lining everyone up. But also, I was in charge of, like, who was on each, on what bus because, you know, someone had to do it. So, I just put all everyone I love on my bus. Yeah. And uh, But I'm picking up the acid <coughs> from my buddy who's, you know, a drug dealer. Mm -hmm. And he's got liquid acid. And what we're doing is we're taking – I got a pack of fruit strike gum. And we're dropping one or two hits on each piece of gum and then wrapping it back in the wrapper and putting it back in the in the pack. Great idea. Yeah. So while he's putting the acid on one of the pieces, it he accidentally squirts the blotter on my hand. No. And so basically if liquid acid, it gets on your skin, you're doing acid. That's crazy. You know, and so he just looked at me and he goes, I'm so sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> and it's like 2 p.m. You know, like we're not like, I'm not even getting on the bus until six or seven, you know? And so I'm like, it's, I'm like beaming at like three and I got to go organize everything. So I got a head full of acid and it's like me, the principal, the cops, like no! everything. I'm like in charge of like making sure the cops have the dogs to come sniff everyone's bag for drugs while no! I'm like tripping fucking balls. Eddie! Like the biggest pupils you'd ever seen. And like and like I got like a pocket full of acid, another pocket full of like we fought we hollowed out um Swisher Sweets. Yeah. And I then we and then we filled it with weed so it still smelled like because you were that was back when you still could smoke at Disney. Mm -hmm. And we were all 18, so it didn't matter. And uh but it was, so we were like smoking those and it didn't smell like weed because the, the Swisher Sweet is such a disgusting smell. I like Swisher Sweets. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, but we, and then, uh, but yeah, so I'm sitting there, I'm organizing everyone on the bus and, uh, it was, a, it was a very hectic bus ride. And I remember I started something called bus surfing, which I'm sure I didn't invent, but it was us just trying to surf our way into, uh, into grad night. And then we pulled up next to a bus from like the fake school. You know, it was Coral Springs Academy, which is like the school like where you just go pay for a degree and you sit there and pretend to do work and it's in a shopping mall. Really? Yeah. And they were just hitting, straight up hitting bongs in their bus. It was the craziest thing I've they ever seen. They sound like the bad kids. Oh, they certainly were. And um, but and then we um, and then we got in and it was great. And we it was just like, I, I wish I could remember the night. I just remember laughing, being on Splash Mountain. And I saw one of my buddies uh, who was kind of like, he was kind of a gangster. Like, he was a gangster, but he was fun, mm -hmm. you know? And then I saw him, like, right when I got in Disney, and I saw him, and he's like, his shirt was all ripped up. I was like, I was like, Alex, what the fuck's going on? He's like, oh, how you doing? He's like, oh, not too good. I've been in three fights already. I'm like, I just walked in the door. Oh, my God. <laughs> but it was a long, wonderful night, and we all had a great time. And 
I, wow. I, love, I really love that. You know, being on, I've never been on acid in front of police. Mm-hmm. That gives me a heart attack just thinking about it. Because when I'm on drugs, I'm telling people I'm on, I, I, can't, I don't play cool. Yeah. I'm like, I'm on drugs. I'm like telling the people there's bats coming See, to get I us. I have like this other, I have like this special skill that when I'm on drugs, I do my best to pretend that I'm not. And no one knows it until I tell them. That's crazy. I'm going to yeah. give that story a 10. Wow. That's a 10. That's a 10. Yeah. Finish my beer. Welcome. Um, Ryan, what time? What time? What are we looking at here? 56 minutes. What do you think? Let's end this. Let's piece. end it. Yeah. We've already drank too much. Oh, this Hawaiian punch. <laughs> <laughs> this has been so much fun reminiscing with you. We could, I feel like we can do this whenever we want. That's right. I think next time I'll, I'll probably write down a few more uh, spicier stories. And we should do it with a guest next time. I feel like it's a nice uh, different thing than Hoopa Goo Goo maybe. Yeah. All right. I love it. Well, thank you all so much for uh, listening to the uh to the great uh to this episode. I really had a lot of fun doing it with you, Amber. Uh check us out on Twitter. That's um at Amber Smelson at Eddie Tunes underscore at Brighter Side LPN. On Instagram, it's at the Brighter Side LPN, Amber Smelson, Eddie Tunes. Um Brighter Side Live, Pack Theater, May 19th, Friday, 9 p.m. Come check it out. Emily Fleming's on the show. It's going to be great. Don't miss it. Our live shows are fucking unbelievable. Um, you will not be disappointed. We've had people drive in from all over the state. Um, is this, uh, The Pack Theater has been such a godsend to us. And yeah. I, and I love doing it. It's, just, it's a great way for us to just kind of like let loose live. Yeah. And I kind of miss, I miss doing live shows. I used to do a bunch of stand-up. And while I don't miss doing stand-up for myself in particular, mm-hmm. I do miss the live aspect. Yeah, no, yeah. It is. it's so much fun, and especially at our shows because it's so loosey goosey. Yeah, you could do stand up, you could just talk for a while. We could do characters, we can do whatever the fuck we want. Um, Brighter Side Live is going to be next Wednesday. This comes out on Friday, so it's going to be on Wednesday, May tenth, um, at eight p.m. Pacific, eleven p.m. Eastern, and then again we're doing it on the twenty fourth. And what's going on now is we are. You can catch Amber every Wednesday on the LPN Twitch channel uh, because it's going to be spun one week on Wednesday. Brighter side the next. I'm here every Wednesday, baby. Yeah, every Wednesday, check out Amber. And uh, every other Wednesday, you can check me out. Also, Spun uh, coming back very soon. Yes. Um, So make sure you keep your eyes out for that. A lot of great stories coming. I mean, not great stories. But, you know, a lot of interesting uh, stories, well-researched and uh, very important show. Yeah. Um, You can join our Patreons. Uh, Why don't you tell the people about your Patreon? Amber Smelson. It's a way to support me as an artist. That's right. And I, uh, it's the home of the, mine is, uh, Eddie Tunes, patreon.com slash Eddie Tunes. And it's the home of the Eddie Tunes 2 Hour Radio Hour. I got some private playlists on there. Uh, I've been posting my stand up clips. Uh, and uh, it, it's been so much fun uh, to do. I, I've been loving it. And uh, what else do we got going on? Oh, the sticker giveaway yeah. still going strong. You can mail us a self addressed stamped envelope to the Brighter Side Care of LPN, P.O. Box 470, North Hollywood, California, 91603. Um, I wanted to give a special shout out. Um, I lost a friend this week. I'm sorry. It's okay. I mean, it's not okay, but like he, and unfortunately, uh, it didn't end. Uh, it didn't end well for him. But he was an amazing comedian, very great improv comedian, uh, Paul Dome. So I wanted to give Paul a shout out. Uh, he was a he's a really good guy, and um, he had a phenomenal friend group and. 
I'm sorry that uh, that it didn't uh, it didn't work out for him. And he was a great man. So um, you look him up. Uh, he's uh, there isn't much to see because it's all it was like a he was a live performer at the UCB and stuff like that. But it was an amazing fella. And uh, go see some live comedy just for Paul. I think he'd appreciate that. Oh my God, Henry and I were talking about last <laughs> night at his birthday. I was like, like. In in New York, you could just go walk in and see a play. I'll go see the Fantastics at a black box theater. Yeah, right? exactly. You don't really have a lot of that in L.A. Like, I would love to go see a one man show about kangaroo farms. You know, like yeah. give it to me, baby. Exactly, exactly. I bet there is if we look hard enough. I'm actually, I would love to go see some live theater. With yeah. Um, but we also lost another great um, one of my favorite uh, musicians. Uh, passed away this week, and that is the great Gordon Lightfoot. And, uh, you know, he's a little corny, but he's all Gordon. And he was unbelievable. And uh, so we're going to take it out with a little Gordon Lightfoot today. Uh, if You Could Read My Mind, one of the great songs of all time. Um, I love you guys. Be good to yourselves. And uh, don't forget to play the reminiscing game with your friends next time when you're just sitting around doing nothing and you're just drinking, staring at each other anyway. Yeah. It's a great way to bring up good memories uh, bad ones and joke about it and and uh, have a good time. I love you guys. Be good to yourselves and I'll see you next week. Or a fortress strong with chains upon my feet. You know that ghost is me. And I will never be set free as long as I'm a ghost you can't see. If I could read your mind, love, what a tale your thoughts could tell. Just like a paperback novel, the kind the drugstore sells. When you reach the part where the heartaches come. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit caron.org slash lost.